welcome to the new series of the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for everyone who is ready to do some of the inner work for a healthier and more positive lifestyle. I'll be delving into the topics that we need to talk about more, including our health, our mindset, and living with purpose and passion. I'll be speaking to guests that will leave you feeling inspired to find out what is possible in your life if you gave yourself the opportunity to find out. This isn't the place for chit-chat, gossip, or endless science. It's for real women with real problems that want more from life. Sound good to you? Let's move on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode. And so today I am going to share some insight on learning how to not let the fear of failure hold you back. Um, There's something I really believe in and I think like possibility is saying I know I will eventually fail and I'm open to the experience of learning and growth. So when we think about failure it is such an opportunity to be able to learn, to be able to grow and to be able to do things differently and it opens up so many doors for you. So it's almost like we've got to be able to overcome this fear of failing the actual failing itself because it brings so much more to your life when you allow yourself to just go and fail okay so I'll start with a an example you know something that I heard recently on a podcast was the person who invented the post-it notes think about the post-it note that wouldn't have existed if the person who was in charge of creating like a new glue, trying to create some sort of super, super strong glue, kept getting it wrong. (laughs) It's like, imagine a world without post-it notes. Now I know a lot of my clients love stationery and post-it notes, so you can imagine. But the intention was never to go out and create one. The intention was to create something completely different. But from that failure over and over again, something brand new was created. And that's kind of such a good way to look at what failure can be if you allow yourself to do it. So I really want to use this episode as like a way to show up. So something that I get asked a lot is, you know, what is it that keeps you going um, to build your business? You know, when you think about what I've done, I have taken myself out of a secure career um, in my in my teaching role. And what I've done is put myself into a position where it's about me showing up every single day and believing in the process that I can create something for myself over and over again. And it's not that I'm this type of person that is super confident, has loads of plans in place and has a huge investment pot in myself. It's like, no, I'm a real normal person and I do have all the fears and I do have um, self-doubt and I do have you know, um, times where I'm thinking, ooh, what, what's, this is not working. And I've got to be able to create um, this mindset or this attitude to be able to keep going. And I think by building up an air, uh, building up my resilience over time, this is what has helped me keep going. But I've also spent some time reflecting on this and thinking, have I always been like this? Have I always been someone that is not actually that afraid of things going wrong. And I'm like, no, I think in the past, when I was a child, I 
I think I've always been good at showing up. I've always been consistent and, and kept going at things, but in a very different way. So I was definitely someone who, or I am someone who finds it like innately so much easier to stick at things than to quit at things. I don't think I've quit anything. Well, I, ha- I have these days, but like in the past, I definitely haven't. Um, but that's not always helpful. You know, it can really hold me back just as much as it can push me forward. And when I reflect on it, I really wish I quit more things when I was younger. So I did have the chance to try new things. So I'll keep going at things, even if I don't get better at them sometimes. <laughs> well, in the past, I definitely would have. And, um, you know, it, it did hold me back. So before I was really clear on what I wanted or what I was naturally good at, I would stick to things and be just okay at them. And it could be a really hard slog and it really didn't light me up. And I did it because I started it, so I needed to finish. But I think I was also very worried about letting others down, you know, far too much. So I would put the needs of others or like, follow others' expectations rather than my own. So I think, you know, if I look at that, my I've got a strength in me or an innate way to be able to keep going. So I need to use that strength, but in a way that is much more helpful now and, and really helps me propel forward. So the difference now is that I can definitely follow through on things. And when it means something to me. You know, if I think about the stuff that I do, it has purpose, it has meaning, you know, and it fills me up, it lights me up, it tops my, you know, my cup up. You know, I'm gonna make sure that I'm always gonna come back because that's something that I'm good at. So when I link it with that failure, that fear of failure, for me, it really makes the failure small because I think you know, something that I can look back on is like workshops. The fear of no one showing up for a workshop is real. Of course, I've experienced that, but it never holds me back. I'm kind of in that position of, well, I've, I've decided to do it. I'm going to follow through on that. But ultimately, if no one shows up, well, I can keep going and do something else. I give myself that chance to see what happens. And if it doesn't, and it fails, I think, okay, well, let's move on and do something else. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we really have to work on. You know, I think back then, back when I used that innate ability to be able to follow through on things, I definitely had more of a pessimistic outlook. So I had a lot of moments when I would beat myself up. So especially for the things that maybe I'd said to someone or if I was not being able to do something perfectly or perhaps not understanding how to do something, you know, I was putting myself in situations and making myself follow through on things that were just not clicking. They were not in my area of interest. They were not something I wanted to do, but because I've started it, I had to finish it. So it made it so much more challenging and I wasn't getting the reward afterwards when I had done it I was like all right I've done that move on to something else it felt like it was a tick I had to do it you know um so with that came all the the negative self-talk so I beat myself up around that so my inner critic inner critic would it'd go wild and it would say all sorts of like cruel things 
Um, so it didn't help me quit. Yeah, this, what it did was it, it made me stay on the task. So it's almost like I had to prove myself, you know, or if I didn't do it or didn't get to to complete it, then, you know, I I wasn't good enough. So it links with this like inner sort of belief or negative belief that I had around not being good enough if I couldn't do these things. So you've got to think about the area of quitting. You know, my belief was that quitting was bad. It was a weakness or it meant other people, I'd be letting other people down or they wouldn't be happy with me. And that was kind of holding me back really. So we think about that fear of failure. For me, by reflecting in the past and looking at how I've been able to change my perspective over time, I can see the pieces. You know, it's almost like joining the dots up, isn't it? The dots are, okay, you know, ask yourself, have I always been like this? Well, for me, I was like, no, before I wouldn't, I wouldn't quit. I would follow through. I would, you know, work really hard. I'm definitely a grafter. So why is it now then that I, you know, you know, this fear that can come up, it, um, I mean, it doesn't hold me back in the same way. And it's like being able to get to know yourself more really helps. So, yeah, so that, that would be like my starting point. I'd be asking yourself, you know, where, where does it serve me and where does it not? Where has it been helpful? Where has it not? Where innately am I kind of showing strengths? But are they leveraging me? Are they helping you or are they hindering you? What are the beliefs around failure that I have? And remember, for me, it wasn't a connection with failure. Mine was a connection with quitting. But not allowing myself to quit meant I wasn't allowing myself to experience failure. And I wasn't allowing myself to learn and grow in ways that were going to really propel me forward because I was sticking with things that I thought I had to do rather than that I wanted to do. So there really is a bit of a explorative kind of process, isn't there, to really unravel what's going on. You know, when I talk to my clients, we often do visuals of like an onion and it's peeling back those onion layers about, you know, learning about yourself so you can get to the core of what's really going on. And that is definitely something I would recommend with this fear of failure. You know, so I'm going to give some examples, you know, like as well, when it comes to building something for yourself, of course, you've got to be okay with taking an element of risk. Because, you know, when it comes to showing up just for yourself, of course, there's always going to be a risk in all different ways. That could be financially, it could be about what people think of you, it could be about, um, you know, your your image around how you look. There's so many things, you know, showing up and, and being in front of people. There's so many things that you're going to risk um, in the process of doing it. So we've got to think about, you know, how good you are at risk. And again, this is something I was surprised about. When I asked someone about me being a risk taker, this was a few years ago, they were like, absolutely, you're like the biggest risk taker I know. And I thought, I didn't see myself in that way. I had no idea that I was seen as someone who was a risk taker. But that helped me kind of learn even more about this whole process of being able to do something for myself. You know, I think, you know, when you think about a risk taker, I used to think about huge, big, massive 
steps that someone would take, like moving to Australia or, um, you know, getting a camper van and traveling around the world, uh, maybe jumping off these like, um, you know, these mountains with those wingsuits, like that, that's how I saw risk. Actually, um, what they were looking at was, yeah, you do take bold steps. You don't seem to worry about, you know, what could happen or the what ifs. And I thought that's interesting because for me, it always feels like I've just looked at things as opportunities. So my mindset has always been quite excited by doing something differently. And so that piece around, I'm quite, I'm quite excited by things that are done differently. And then also that strength of like being able to keep following things through together, they've worked really well. Another thing that really helps me is, I think I... I'm able to really stop and think about if I don't try something, then am I going to regret that more than actually giving it a go? So over the years of kind of learning about myself, especially being able to have the opportunity to fail in ways that make me feel good. So I would say my first experience of really pushing myself where I failed a lot and had to to build up from scratch was in sport. You know, I don't think I was ever very good at sport, even though I was like, I was probably average at school. I never felt really proud of myself in sport. But when I started CrossFit and I started running and I did start from scratch, I built up gradually over time. And I made loads of mistakes. I, you know, would go for a run and then have to quit or I'd have to, um, you know, do a testing session at CrossFit and I wouldn't be able to lift the weight I wanted to do or I couldn't do a movement, you know. And it all kind of fed into this building up resilience over time to exposing myself to opportunities to fail. And so with that, um, I think, you know, what I've been what I've been able to do is and then use that experience but in my work life as well. So I think, well, if if it doesn't go to plan, what's my well there's not a backup plan, but but what do I take from this experience and use it in a different way? So I've definitely changed from that pessimistic mindset to a much more optimistic one. So I look at these opportunities, these these uh these events, these scenarios, these situations where I could fail as an opportunity and to see it for a learning or a growth or kind of like, what can I get from it? You know, if it doesn't go to plan like perfectly, then what else can I take from this? And I think that is made, it has made a huge positive impact. Um, So you know, it, even down to little things, you know, I host a new workshop and what if no one turns up? You know, I have to remind myself that, well, that doesn't define who I am if it's, a, you know, it's a workshop. Um, so really, I've got to look at that and think, okay, if no one turns up, why? What could I be doing better? What areas of, um, you know, the process do I need to maybe develop in or get someone to help me with? So there's, there's never really anything that you can't learn from when it comes to a failure. Um, so something that I would like to share is being able to redefine that element of winning and failing because that's what's going to help, I think, shift um, your perception of failure as well. So 
if we think about my life at the minute, if I think about my life at the minute, my latest sort of real life practice on this, redefining winning, okay, has been like the observing of my progress with my with my daughter. Because it looks very different from children who are typical um, to her age. So it's a start adopting this approach when we just didn't see milestones being met. And um, if you're a parent, you'll know, like, this is a big thing when it comes to the developing baby into toddler, toddler into small child. And we didn't meet any uh, of those milestones. So we really had to kind of reframe everything because I'm not going to look at her as a failure because she can't meet milestones. You know, it's funny, isn't it, how as adults, we will look at ourselves as failures, but we would never look as our our child is failing because they can't do something so we had to refocus our wins we had to redefine the wins so in our house we get very excited if Hannah like uses a new word or wants us to play with her um things that other typical children were probably doing years ago but for us this is a big deal so we focus on those wins and recently just opening a jar of peanut butter it was great because we've had a goal to be able to twist open twisty caps for years and she did it but we weren't there and she smeared the jar of peanut butter that she'd opened all over the sofa but we were both so happy me and my husband was both so happy that she could do it um so redefining winning and failing makes a huge um, impact. So from a work perspective, such as like hosting a workshop, you know, if the win is to get 20 people attending and then no one shows, well, what you could do is actually redefine the win in advance. So I remember I used to be like, if one person attends this workshop, yes, I've been able to deliver and practice that content. So that's a win. But secondly, I can get a testimonial out of it. And then that's something I could share. No one else needs to know there wasn't, you know, 20 people there. But I make the most of what did happen. Um, Or, you know, maybe no one attends. Well, the win could be that for me, I've, I've prepared all this content and I can use it for something else. So it's kind of like looking at it as an, you know, a way that whatever you do moving forward with it, you can win. And so there's also, you know, the potential that a workshop or something that I'm doing is a total flop, right? So I have to redefine the failure. So I have to consider, you know, what went so wrong? Um, And there will always be something that you can learn from a failure. So maybe it's my marketing strategy. Maybe it's the topic or the title or the time I invested like into the content prep rather than inviting people to attend. It's just the perfect opportunity to step back and go, okay, what works, what is not working? And if you're able to see what's not working, you can then start to use it as an area of like problem solving. Again, this is this development into an optimistic mindset and being able to see that there's possibility to keep going. So today I'm gonna challenge you and think, you know, how can you redefine a win or a failure this week? And I would love to hear what you come up with. So please feel free to share it with me over on Instagram at Heidi Jones 
no, Heidi underscore Jones underscore coaching, um, or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. And please um, share whatever you learn from today, maybe your key takeaway with somebody else, because it always gives us a little boost when we're able to help somebody else with something we have learnt. Um, And I look forward to coming back with some new insights next week. Okay, bye for now. 